This is Marilyn Monroe Radio, the only broadcast brought to you from the heart of Tinseltown, where we will revisit, re-examine, and reminisce about the life, films, career, and even the death of Hollywood's most beloved star, Marilyn Monroe. I'm your host, Samantha McLaughlin. Marilyn Monroe Radio is available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please subscribe, download, review, and share this and other episodes with your friends. And now for this week's episode, I'm going to read from the words of my guest, Morgan Blackburn. This film is a love letter to Marilyn from her big brother she never had. Reliving Marilyn is a love story, either if you're a diehard fan or just starting out in your journey, or if you just love a good story. It's a universal love story of friendship and keeping the faith. And with that, we invite you to watch Reliving Marilyn, Morgan Blackburn. With that said, enjoy. Wash your face and let Whitey do it right. Will you promise me that? Sure. She deserves a promise kept. I like everything you do, truly. You can play anything if they just give you the chance. Marilyn, all you have to do is be your cute little self. Thank you. That was enough. I'm glad you're here to share this with me. Don't worry. You'll be fine. How do you feel about this next scene? Sad. Angry. Terrified. A promise is a promise. Welcome to the show. And um, can you <laughs> and can you briefly tell us about reliving Marilyn? Well, there's there's a lot to say. I could talk for hours, but uh, the, the essence is uh, several years ago, uh, my wife uh, Nadine Banville and I set out to make *Reliving Marilyn*. That's from the original uh, draft of the script to uh, finished production. Uh, we heard so much from Marilyn fans back then uh, who were disappointed all the time with dramatizations of her life and so on. So during this process, we met uh, many wonderful people who are well respected in the Maryland community. And they guided us towards uh, an accurate and respectful script for our film. Uh, we really wanted to or determined to finally break the seeming spell that's been on dramatizations of her life. Uh, and and we, we feel we did. Uh, Reliving Marilyn respects the memory of uh, 
of Marilyn Monroe uh, through a true story from her life uh, without all the sensationalism. Like all of us, we were caught up in the spirit of Marilyn. It's, uh, we were in L.A. in 2012 for the 50th anniversary of, of her passing. Uh, it, her spirit was everywhere. And, and that spirit has been our driving force for uh, nine years. Yes, nine years to get it now to Amazon Prime. Uh, it's finished two years ago and entered the film festival circuit. And now it's uh, ready to give, give to the, the bigger public at large. Um, nine years. Welcome to the world of low-budget indie filmmaking. Regardless, we did really, really well. We're quite proud of it. And we even won three film festival awards in the process. What do you say to those expecting this film uh, to have an actress such as an impersonator or a, a replica of the one and only Marilyn Monroe, aside from getting the real Marilyn Monroe? And I just, what do you say to viewers about that? What to expect? That has been a big concern of ours from the beginning. Um, and even Nadine, uh, my wife and our Marilyn, said right from the beginning, uh, we can't recreate her. No one can recreate Marilyn exactly. And doing so really isn't the point, I feel, for a good dramatic feature film. Uh, if you want to see the real Marilyn, you can watch her actual films, uh, as well as any documentaries covering her life. Uh, it's about a spirit, an intention, an intention which... Uh, thankfully, many of the hardest critics of her films seem to still get coming through, which is, is incredible. Um, I realized early on that if one expected to truly recreate Marilyn, that that was a, uh, a fool's errand. And all it does is set one up for disappointment. Um, Nadine chose very wisely, uh, this is all her, even though she's a new actress, uh, she chose wisely not to play Marilyn. Um, instead, uh, chose to play a girl, um, you know, uh, because if you try to play Marilyn, like we've seen done so many times, uh, that way, as I call it, is the madness of, um, channeling Lorelai Lee and all her movements and, and vocal characteristics. And we've seen far too much of that. And it isn't the real Marilyn. That's one of her characters. So Nadine chose to play Norma Jean, the girl which I'll stand by for a thousand years, along with her brilliant ability to capture the woman-child vibe, as many call it, uh, of Marilyn. Uh, while I, I don't put down any other interpretations, impersonators' uh, choices of Marilyn, I do say that I have never, ever seen anyone else portray the woman-child quality uh, at all, except for Nadine. Uh, and this quality, I feel, is the cornerstone vibration of uh, Marilyn and her ability to touch so many people, uh, even to this day. I truly do. Mm -hmm. So go into it with an open mind and just enjoy the experience of, well, you know, the story. Well, I, in terms of open mind, yes. Uh, my editor actually once said, he says, it's, I asked him, how is he feeling about this? And he was married to it for months himself. Next to Nadine and I, he had spent the most time with the film. And uh, he said, well, like with any biopic where, you, where it's done well and you're watching it, you, you know mentally this isn't the real person you're, you're, um, uh, you're watching. But 
you you begin to sort of just sort of roll with it and accept it. Uh, I mean, like I think of Anthony Hopkins playing um, uh, the horror filmmaker. Gosh, his my name is escaped. Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock. That's right. Exactly. I can mm-hmm. feel in my mind. Um, you can still tell it's Anthony Hopkins, but he does That's a true. really good job capturing mm-hmm. the Hitchcock. Exactly. So, you know, so you part of being an open, having an open mind watching any film is to allow the story to take you. Um, for me as a viewer, I find that if a film doesn't take me somewhere, um, maybe it's just me. Maybe they didn't catch catch me. Um, but maybe it's the filmmaker too, a combination of both. But I always go into a film with a with an open mind and an open eye to to sort of go on, okay, take me on a ride. Yeah. And uh, that's a good idea. So you guys were working with an ex- you know, an incredibly, you know, small budget for an indie film of $50,000 American dollars. And you were able to uh, have such detail in the movie from uh, the costumes, the recreations, and you even went to uh, different locations, namely uh, where uh, they filmed River of No Return. And can you describe that um, a scene or so from that? From the River of No Return in Banff? Uh, first of all, for um, about the budget, uh, mm-hmm. uh, $50,000 is actual money spent. Uh, we had a lot of volunteers on the film, and uh, those who know film, uh, budgetable expenses are also what they call goods and services in kind. So in actuality, if you include those, we're uh, around $100,000 in actual services and quality. Uh, actually, I feel we surpassed that quality, but um, we look forward to being able to pay people, let's put it that way. Um, in terms of the scenes, we actually have a lot of scenes throughout the film uh, like that. Uh, I took a lot of inspiration as co-director and writer um, from actual photos, uh, which mm-hmm. you'll see on our uh, Facebook page and uh, on Instagram and so on, which we've just opened up. Um, because the photo we know happened. So we base a lot of our scenes on closely resembling those photos and bringing that to life. And, and then it just goes from there. So we know those are very powerful touch uh, stones for people. Um, because we're Canadian Maryland fans and professional filmmakers, we naturally chose to dramatize scenes from uh, the productions of, as you said, River of No Return, mm-hmm. which was shot in the Canadian West, uh, Banff, Alberta, and Jasper, uh, British Columbia, and Niagara, which was shot in Niagara Falls, Canada, as well as the American Falls. Um, since Reliving Maryland is focused on the friendship between uh, Marilyn and her makeup artist, Whitey, of course, mm-hmm. um, we, ca- we have private scenes between the two of them. Uh, one in particular, which took place uh, on a train ride between Banff and Jasper. Now, we didn't have the train in our budget, but we, we filmed at Riverside right in Banff. And this scene, we didn't find in any of our um, sources at the time. Uh, um, lastly, I'll bring up, um, there's a showering scene in our film uh, on the set of The Misfits. Uh, as many people who know Marilyn's story well, uh, during the filming of The Misfits, it was, to put it mildly, uh, a very rough time for Marilyn. Our sources and yeah. uh, research revealed that 
many times Whitey did actually have to shower Marilyn in order to wake her up and get her active for camera that day. Um, our scene, like all of them, uh, is tastefully done and expresses a real trust and bond between these friends. Particularly liked how you vacillated between the black and the white, where it was sort of like uh, Whitey's memory. And it helped you, you know, go back in time and track, you know, his uh, experiences with Marilyn. Absolutely. Uh, first of all, the the black and white in color, a lot of people were initially surprised that we chose to uh, do it in kind of reverse. A lot of times the, the, um, the film story is in color and black and white or sepia or fog or whatever is for memories. We chose to reverse it because the present day of the film, spoiler alert, um, is 1962 around Maryland. Yeah. Okay, so for us, this was all the life that sort of did been drained out everybody around Marilyn and, of course, Marilyn herself. So black and white was kind of blah, like this has dragged us down, this has happened. And the memories are full of color. And in a way represent that Marilyn, in a sense, hasn't actually left us. So the memories are alive with color. Um, we deliberately chose a nonlinear story structure um, for a couple of key reasons. Whitey is in a state of grief. Mm -hmm. And uh, while he's trying to keep this promise that he made to Marilyn, if you don't already know what the promise is, uh, dear viewer, well, you'll have to watch the film and find out. Um, but uh, my research and personal experience has shown that most of us don't recall things chronologically, especially when we're in a grieving state. Sure. Uh, yeah, we, we replicated this phenomenon in reliving Marilyn with the, the, the nonlinear structure of flashbacks and so on. It's also because uh, of our visual style and comparisons between scenes that created some structural points and counterpoints. In any case, the mind of grief, as I put it, is a very rough place to be. Uh, I know I've been there too many times, I'm afraid, uh, but I channeled that in and, and as Whitey, it made sense to me that uh, in some emotional way, he might wish to wish he could um, somehow bring Marilyn back to life in a way uh, through his efforts, his talents, uh, friendship and so on. Alas, this brings up the universal theme uh, of all of us, our powerlessness to um, reverse death, no matter our skills or wishes and so on. Um, I would like to actually close, at least for the moment anyway, by saying that uh, some have described Reliving Marilyn is kind of a love letter to Marilyn from the big brother that she never had, uh, but in a way kind of did in Whitey. Uh, Reliving Marilyn is a love story. Whether you're a, a diehard Marilyn fan or just starting your journey, uh, or just love a good love story, a story, a, a universal story of love, um, uh, friendship, uh, keeping the faith, uh, we invite you to, uh, to watch Reliving Marilyn. Uh, currently on Amazon uh, Prime, uh, with love and the hope that this experience enriches everyone. I invite anybody who enjoys biopics of any real people, uh, even to some degree documentary uh, in a sense, but 
that enjoys biopics and representations, dramatizations of famous people, uh, or you love a good story, like I say, you know, in a lot of ways, it's a universal story. Uh, the promise, uh, keeping the faith, that sort of thing. I feel that's something that our world needs more of right now, especially even more so with these challenging times, is, um, is that faith and trust, uh, however you want to put it. And this friendship between Whitey and Marilyn, to me, personifies that. Um, I, I knew I wanted to make a film of Marilyn Monroe uh, starting in 2010. And it was uh, my wife, Nadine, who, in her research, just to know Marilyn better, um, she told me about this story. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is just like some of the richest human experience that let alone good uh, story for a film uh, that I've never thought of. Um, and it's been a pleasure bringing it to life uh, and definitely a challenge always in our mind to be faithful to Marilyn, to respect her, to be as accurate as we possibly can. None of our dialogue goes off into wild tangents. It's based on, okay, what, what do we know of her mental state at the time? Was she happy? What were her challenges? Was she not happy? Um, the relationships. And then those were the springboards. What makes sense from that for the dialogue? Um, and again, coming back to the beginning, is the imagery based on actual photographs. Uh, that was important to me because we people can see, oh, yeah, watch the film and then go and look up Whitey and Marilyn Monroe on Google. Uh, and you'll see, you'll see, oh, my God, yeah, I know that. Even if you're brand new to Marilyn, you'll go, mm -hmm. that. wow. Yeah, that's Marilyn. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to thank you, Morgan, for um, stopping by and keeping social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, miles. <laughs> <laughs> and you're welcome uh, back anytime. Yeah, well, I'd love to come back. Okay, well, thank you, Morgan. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Take care, Sam. In summary, I would like to read the five-star review I wrote on the film. Reliving Marilyn is an endearing examination of the true story of a friendship which formed between an unknown starlet, Marilyn Monroe, and her makeup artist, Alan Whitey Snyder, a friendship that would begin from her first frame of film to her last. Over the years, Whitey would be one of Marilyn's longest and trusted confidants that she considered to be a member of her family. In this film, you will recognize costumes, sets, and locations, all of which were painstakingly recreated on a tight budget. To those who would be critical of the film, I suggest they focus on how the production team overcame the challenges of recreating the life of a Hollywood legend. Reliving Marilyn allows Marilyn Monroe to be human and explores the person she was on and off screen with heartbreaking scenes of self-doubt, struggles with depression, and isolation without making her into a caricature. The writer and director showcase the star with compassion and respect her story. Captivatingly and lovingly, we follow Whitey in a series of flashbacks in black and white on the course of what will be his journey to fulfill his promise to Marilyn. 
The flashbacks allow the viewer to follow along quite easily. Both the new and seasoned enthusiasts of Marilyn Monroe will be pleased with the thoughtful attention to detail. Nadine Banville best captures the essence of Norma Jean as she transforms into a ravishing movie star. It's impossible not to fall for Banville's range of being vulnerable, enchanting, and playful. Morgan Blackburn portrays Alan Whitey Snyder with integrity as a stoic and loyal companion. All About Marilyn had the privilege to speak to Whitey years ago, and we can confirm that Blackburn was able to capture the essence of the man. It is evident that the entire cast and crew of this production poured their hearts into the film. It was an honor to have worked on the production and to be linked to such a wonderful homage to Marilyn Monroe. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned to the next show for when we'll have more about our favorite icon. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.